The opinions expressed on Late Night Health are presented for educational and informational purposes only and are not intended as a diagnosis treatment or as a substitute for other professional medical advice, diagnosis, and treatment. Please consult a local physician or other healthcare professional for your specific healthcare and or medical needs or concerns. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. This is Late Night Health. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next hour, the insane Daryl Wayne and I, I'm Mark Allen, we're going to take a look at a number of aspects of health that touch each and every one of us. During the last part of our show this hour, we're going to speak with Robert Clancy about the unknown. I'm not sure what that means, but we'll find out from Robert. Also, Jennifer Weber will be joining us. She's got a brand new book out. We'll talk about that. And we're going to begin our conversation today with Ian Blake Newham. Uh, let me give you just a, a brief overview of, from, of his bio. Three years ago, he's an author, accomplished ghostwriter, college professor of writing, a journalist, He's diagnosed with a brain tumor, and not just any brain tumor, but one that sits immediately next to the brain's language expression center. Surgery has removed 80% of the tumor, but doctors told him it would most likely return in a few years, removing his ability to speak and to write before eventually killing him. Blake, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Sure, guys. What, to be here. what what goes what went through your mind when the doctor said this to you? What went through my mind? Is that a pawn mark? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was unintentional. <laughs> Obviously, that is a wake up call, if ever there was one. And um, but you know, to tell you the truth, my life greatly improved from that moment on. I consider this a real blessing a gift, as it were. Not that I would wish it on anyone else, but for me at least, it was the right kind of wake-up call. It got me moving in the right direction. You've been writing for other people. You've been teaching other people how to write, and I guess not writing yourself from your own your own voice, your own thoughts, whatever it is that you want to write. Is that the wake-up call? The all right, enough ghostwriting, now I'm going to do my stuff? Well, I'm still, I still have a really active ghostwriting career, and I'm very grateful for it, but you hit the nail exactly on the head. I think that this is a kind of deeper conversation, but I think that psycho-spiritually, at least, it's no mistake that I got a tumor on language expression when my own expression was constantly subsumed by all this other stuff I was very grateful for. Editing other people teaching other people, writing on behalf of other people, mostly doctors, by the way, including a book about the brain. Oh, my. And all that time, I was not writing in my own voice, or I was writing in my own voice, but not publishing in my own voice. And this is a kind of wake-up call to, you know, I'd recommend to your listeners, don't, don't wait for a diagnosis like mine. Life is a terminal business, and just get to doing what you need to do. And everyone, I think, knows what that thing is, even if we don't do it. Let's talk about 
the 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 tumor itself. You're a young guy. Uh, yes. Right. I mean, I how old are you, if I may ask? I'm I'm 50 now. My cancer started when I was 28, and it's been all over the place. It's taken a quite an adventure around my body and removed some organs and done quite a bit of damage and caused 17 different surgeries. It was really the brain diagnosis that was the most frightening, obviously, and the one that is the the uh, the biggest wake up call, as it were. As, as a fifty year old now, you've been you've been you've had cancer then for 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 like twelve years. Uh, my math is twenty two years. Thank you. <laughs> Don't look at my checkbook; it's awful. Um, uh, uh, how how has that impacted your life? I would say that one learns and grows with one's cancer. It's I, I don't consider it a battle. I'm not at war with it. We're kind of on this adventure together. We're living with this thing together. In fact, I've named my brain tumor Ollie. He's an oligodendroglioma. <laughs> and I don't see him as an enemy. I see him as a kind of fellow traveler. And I think the the worst thing, though, that all sounds very Pollyanna-ish, the worst thing is chronic pain. I deal with chronic pain as a lot of your listeners do, and it, it's, it's no joke. Um, uh, you know, daily crippling pain can be quite the depressing circumstance. And there are days where I'm fine and good and in the zone, and especially if I'm working, if I'm writing. So, you know, whatever it is that's your passion when you're doing that, you're not thinking about your pain. And that's exactly where I am. If I, if I stop working, the pain starts, and then the anxiety starts, and then the depression starts, and then the overwhelm starts. And it, it's, a, it's a downward spiral from there. Why do you think we're, we're reporting more and more cases of cancer than we used to? I know we have more people, but it seems that, I mean, the other day I was watching some TV show, um, and, and and part of the storyline is a 28, 30-year-old woman is diagnosed with aggressive breast cancer. I mean, they don't even test for breast cancer till you're 40, which, by the way, insurance companies is wrong. Anyway. Uh, right. Well... I can say with some certainty, having written numerous books on cancer, including a couple that I'm working on now on complementary and alternative treatments for cancer, and then another that I just got contracted in my ghost career for, uh, which is a book about toxicity and the brain. I think that we're living in a toxic time. We're living in a time where we are inflamed in various ways, literally, physically, spiritually. And I can tell you, at least in my case, and this is a, a kind of dangerous territory to talk about, but at least for me, I'm not saying this is true for anyone else, I think that cancer is uh, in part related to trauma. I'm not saying I'm a, you know, I, I'm a victim or I've caused this myself. I'm saying that because cortisol and the other stress hormones are related to aggressive growth of tumors, I can't help but think that were I to be more at peace, were I to be more square with my pain, that things would be better. And had things started that way, I might have avoided this in the first place. 
And not what ab- necessarily true for everybody, but I think for me. And what about things like, you know, food? I mean, we grew up in a fast food world. Uh, are you eating organic now, not eating meat? Uh, have you changed your diet at all? Or do you still hit Mickey D's uh, once every couple weeks because you have that craving for the Big Mac? Uh, Mark Darrell, you guys have hit on the most humiliating question <laughs> for me. Um, I, I had to triage things, and, you know, after all these surgeries and all this recovery and all the drugs and all the treatments, and so I, I'm not necessarily as proactive as I can be. I think that, I think that food, food and movement are definitely medicine, and I'm not the greatest there. I don't go to Mickey D's. Um, I don't. You know, I'm not shopping in the Walmart snack aisle, but I do, I'm not exactly proactively handling my health in the best way uh, possible in terms of diet. There are things that I could do, for example, reducing my sugar intake, in part because I I lost my pancreatic function. I'm a type 1 diabetic. Um, There are numerous reasons why I shouldn't be eating quite so much, um, quite so many sweets. Right. Um, so I know. I, I happen to know. I happen to know in Silver Spring, the whole food, the whole foods uh, 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 market there is really terrific. That, and there must be one in D.C. as well. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm blessed that I live in two amazing places. I live in L.A. and I have a residency, an artist residency here in D.C. right around Dupont Circle. Uh, right in the middle of two of the greatest cities in the world yeah. where one can eat healthy if one chooses to. Um, I'm mostly vegan, but I do eat some uh, seafood, and I attempt to keep away from toxins to the extent that I can. Gotcha. Uh, our guest is Blake Newham. Uh, he's got, uh, 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 I guess... I'm going to call it a bucket list, a million words away, 12 books versus one brain tumor. You can find out more about this at a amillionwordsaway.com, amillionwordsaway.com. Blake and I will come back in just a couple of moments, and we'll continue our conversation. Uh, this is fascinating to me and um, scary at the same time. Don't go away as Late Night Health continues, and be sure to uh, email us at info at latenighthealth.com, info at latenighthealth.com. Don't go away. More coming up as we continue. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. 
Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Late Night Health continues. We're spending some time with Blake Newham. Uh, he is the uh, a best-selling ghost author and writer. He's the creator of A Million Words Away, 12 books versus one brain tumor. He's got two out. The first one is Healing Star. The second one is The Elephants. And uh, you can find out more about these. And he's going to come out with his third book very soon. A million words away dot com. A million words away dot com. Like, do you find writing cathartic? I mean, it's a lonely profession. I I've just finished in the process of finishing my very first book. Oh, Mother Thank you. Um, uh, growing old sucks, but it doesn't have to. Actually. Maybe we'll talk afterwards, and maybe we can include you in that book. We're 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 Any wondering. Anyway, I can help. Anyway, I can help. That'd be great. Anyway, it's lonely. It's hard. It's depressing, and yet it's so satisfying when you you finally see it. You know, in a in a in a manuscript form. Right. I I would say that this has been cathartic in maybe a different way that for the past 35 years I've been writing novels and short stories and no one's ever seen them so all of that lonely midnight time that I spend on my own with my characters in my settings has been in my brain and now all of a sudden it's out and that's actually pretty traumatic Uh, people are reviewing it people are reading it Uh, people are, are stopping me on the street and talking to me about books 
that but they love it. They're liking it. Have only been in my head. Um, yeah, that, it's a it's a very scary thing, and it's a real paradox because I've played with the big girls and boys in nonfiction, and I've made some pretty significant deals over there on that side. But I've always been, I guess, anxious or afraid, or in some other some other kind of subconscious. Uh, problem that I've had with getting my own stuff out there and so releasing that has been both cathartic and terrifying at the same time because it's the real test of who I am and what I've done uh, on a on a very serious note how can you imagine the world without Blake there's only one way that I can imagine that, and that's that if I've lived up to the blessing of my consciousness, and if I have fulfilled my calling, and I think my calling for me, the reason why I think I'm here, the reason why I think some, some power greater than me has put me here on Earth is to write fiction and to tell stories. And if I can get all these words out, before I lose that ability, and hopefully it'll be longer than a year, but it could happen any day now, then I think I can, I can rest peacefully. If, I, if that doesn't happen, then it's going to be a, a, a difficult road ahead. And so I'm glad I'm doing it. It was the very first thing I thought of when I got the brain diagnosis. With, with, with respect to all the people I love, it wasn't about them. It wasn't about my family, it wasn't about my partner, it was about, oh my God, no one's ever going to read that stuff. I've been working on it this entire time. I'm a mid to late career novelist, it's just that nobody knows it. Um, so this this bold adventure uh, has really been the, uh, my whole life has led up to this point. Do you think... And I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful. Do you feel more alive now than you did when you were writing for, I mean, doctors... Doctors uh, and ghostwriting pays well, but... Yes, yes. Very pleasantly remunerative financially and very spiritually draining. Um, to do it well, you have to really get into other people's voices. You have to give up yourself. You really give up your own identity, and you to do it well, you bring other people to the masses, and you disappear. Uh, that's why they call it ghosts in every language. Um, and so, again, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that career. It's a weirdly cool blessing. It's a great, great job, um, especially when I get to write for doctors, not having ever gone to medical school and yet writing sometimes 99% of medical books for celebrity doctors. It's a cool feeling. Um, and your mom, your mom, time, your mom, like my they, mom, always wanted you to be a doctor, too? That's right. That's okay. Right. A doctor or a lawyer? Doctor yeah, lawyer. exactly. We 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 have yeah. the same background. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I get. I just get to talk to a lot of them. Um, when you're writing something, and and you mentioned alternative as well as allopathic books that you've you've uh, uh, written with doctors, when you're writing these books, especially the alternative, do you say, "Gee whiz"? Maybe I could do that, and the tumor will shrink by itself? That's a really fascinating uh, question. I'm at the point in my career now as a ghostwriter where I have the blessing of being able to take on the jobs that I really care about. I can do a good job with anything, and I pride myself in that. 
but right now I take on jobs where I stand to learn something as well as teach something. And so I am doing books. I'm doing a book right now on migraines. I'm doing a book on alternative and complementary cancer care. I'm doing books that matter to the world, but also to me. And the secret of that is you pay me and I learn as I go. And if I can learn enough of what you have to say in order to translate to the masses, then I am that skeptic who is going along on that road with you in order to be convinced. And so with hope, I can pick up a few things here and there and actually, uh, you know, execute on them. The uh, How is your, your partner, your family reacting to this new phase of, of, of Blake? Well, I find that people will... I found this from the beginning. People will tend to wait with their, you know, wait kind of anxiously to see what your attitude is, and they will follow that. So if you're immediately upbeat and jovial and jokey, they will follow along with that with some relief, and then at some point you might get resentful and think, boy, do these people even know what's going on here? Why don't, do they get it? This is really scary. So I think that people will follow you, and you need to just tell them, you need to explain to them what's going on in your head because they're going through something too, especially the people closest to you, that's entirely different and equally traumatic to what you're going through. They're going to lose you. They're dealing with your pain, and they're helpless to do anything about it. Um, You get all the sympathy. They get all the stress. So... I would say that open lines of communication are the key here, and you do you do kind of find out who your friends are, and people are really wonderful, and if you just ask for things, and I find the more specifically you ask for things, the more likely people are to do stuff. So if you need somebody to walk your dog twice a week because you're having trouble walking, ask for that specifically. Don't just say, um, you know, hey, I, I need some help. Please step in. And at the same time, this is kind of a lonely journey, isn't it? It's a self-journey. I haven't really thought about that because if I really kind of, if I really embrace that, maybe my head would explode. It is pretty terrifying, the idea that there's something there, this this 20% Ollie that's left in my brain is sitting right on top of language expression. Um, And it's, the doctors describe it like oatmeal on a rug. It's inextricable, and it's on a cellular level just sitting right there. So literally this could be five years, or tomorrow I could lose my verbs. <laughs> and wow. that's pretty scary. But and so that's the, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I'm so eager to get moving. And at the same time, you have a, a belief in, in a higher power, whatever it, that might be. Yes, uh, yeah. I do. I, I, I think, I don't know what that is. I would say that I'm agnostic about it. I, I believe that there is something, but I, I don't want anyone else telling me what that something is. <laughs> um, right. I just, I think all the evidence points to something significant and something powerful and something so tremendous and magical that we couldn't explain it, especially not with words. Well, it has and to, and, and, and that something has given us Blake Newham. Uh, if you want information about Blake, 
Go to a millionwordsaway.com, a millionwordsaway.com. And Blake, keep in touch with us. Let's uh, follow up and, and, and track your progress. You've got two books done. Third one's coming out. We'll like, we'd like to talk about that, too. Uh, I'm Mark I Allen. Love that. Great. Hold on a second, Blake. Uh, I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Don't go away. Late Night Health continues. At least I think it does. There's a lot of talk all over the Internet about the remarkable benefits of carbon-60, and baby boomers are especially excited about it. Greska's Carbon 60 is the premium Carbon 60, developed by an aerospace and NASA scientist. 95% of Greska's customers report positive results from this Nobel Prize winning technology in just four days. Imagine more energy, better health, and more vitality. It's very bioavailable to quickly mend toxin cripple cells. This is a super powerful antioxidant. Bob Greska is so confident that you'll love his Carbon 60, he wants to send you a bottle at 50% off the regular price to see how life-changing this will be for you. Call 720-600-6040. That's 720-600-6040. Visit c-60.com to learn more. Call 720-600-6040 now or visit c-60.com.